and welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. I'm Mike, he's Bobby, and today we're talking about riding on that struggle bus. Not that we're struggling right now with anything at all, but you know, Bobby was sitting around on social media doing nothing this weekend and was like, I got an idea. I have a topic idea. It was a good one. So we're gonna talk about it. So why don't you intro that? Or drink coffee. That's um, cool. Sorry, you caught me in the we middle. Got, we got a coffee. job. We got a job to do here. <laughs> Usually, you talk for a little bit longer, so it's like I was like, "Gonna take my time," and then you kicked it to me. Uh, yeah, and it, you know, one, how dare you make it sound like I didn't do anything this weekend because I did not do anything this weekend. <laughs> I was just assuming. <laughs> no, I did. I did nothing this weekend. And it was awesome. No, I saw this uh, Frank Kern. Old Frank Kern, marketing guy extraordinaire. Uh, he posted this thing on Instagram. I thought it was really interesting because this is something that I like, I very much resonated with what he was saying. And so it's just an Instagram post that says, I still struggle with these things. One, procrastination, two, social anxiety, three, lack of patience. And then he kind of, in the, in the kind of copy below, he talks a little bit about like, everybody's saying that they're Insta perfect and he figured he'd share some flaws, you know, and he said, the point is like, screw it, you know, do your best, enjoy your life. Nobody's perfect. Pretty sure we're not supposed to be. So that's something I've been yeah. thinking about a lot lately. Cause like you do see, and just for context, if people don't know Frank Kern, he makes like a shitload of money. A <laughs> like lot of money. He, yeah. yeah. But you, you see this all the time. It's like you scroll through Instagram and you see like these people that seem like they're just having this perfect, you know, life and business and everything's awesome and great. It's just not really like that. You know, it's like business is so much harder than that. And I think uh, yeah. for me a lot, like I, I feel like, Everybody around me tells me that I work more than anybody they know, but I feel like I don't work hard enough. It's is like most frustrating thing ever. Yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? And it probably doesn't help that I'm the same way. So like yeah. you and I are <laughs> both like, let's go, let's go, let's go even more so. And then yeah. when either one of us take time off, it's like the most stressful thing in the world for the other person. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. This is interesting. You might not know this, but Frank has said before, he's actually an extreme introvert, which I bet you wouldn't have guessed that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like, mean, being somebody that is right. an extreme introvert that has to pretend like I'm not extroverted, <laughs> pretend like I'm extroverted, like I totally, I could right. see that from him. Yeah. yeah. It's just interesting. I've heard him talk about that. And like, if you don't know him or you don't pay close enough attention to his social, you wouldn't necessarily get that because he's a goofball. Right. Remember we, we went through like a training that he did. I don't know if you remember this. We went through the training on like video content and it was it was like a 60 minute training and 40 minutes of it was dad jokes. Like really bad dad jokes. <laughs> Dude cracks me up. That's one of those things. Like, so he's really funny, right? Like Frank Kern mm-hmm. is very funny. And I have this like belief, we're getting a little off topic, but I have this belief that people that are very funny or like perceived as very funny are that way because they have to make jokes all the time because they're 
they feel like they're awkward they're in social situations. And that's <laughs> yeah. how I am because a lot of people are like, oh, Bob, your writing's funny and like your copy's funny and stuff like that. Like, and people have always told me I'm funny, but it's because I have to make jokes because I'm so uncomfortable in like situations. So it's like the only way I can like feel okay is like if I try to make people laugh. It's so weird. Yeah. But anyway, I struggle with all the same stuff that he's talking about. And I think it's really interesting. It's an interesting concept because I think a lot of people think you have to be like this, like you have to be Bill Gates or like Mark Zuckerberg or whatever to like do well. And we've managed yeah. to build a very good business with struggling with procrastination and things like that. So that's what I want to yep. talk about. Sure. So of these things like procrastination, anxiety, you know, having patience, like, I don't know, where do you want to start with that? Which one, which one's calling your name? I guess See, procrastination, I, maybe. I don't know. Cause okay. like the social anxiety one is like, meh. well, I, mean, I was just... going to say with anxiety, it could be just like whatever. Cause I don't really get anxiety, but I get depressed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm laughing about that. Like that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) You get sad. It's funny. It's you get sad. Sorry. Oh Um, man, sucks for you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like the out of the three of those, like I struggled the least with patience. Like I for I have been very. I'm uh, patience is something I have, fortunately. But like it's in waves. I have I have patience once something's going, but then when I want to get moving on something i don't yeah i'm talking about yeah. i should have just saved it but like yeah like <laughs> if we're doing if we're doing something new i'm like cool let's do it right now right so how do you because i think the way that what that translates into in our business is like doing too much stuff you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like we and to battle the patience thing or like the byproduct of not having a lot of patience is that we do a lot of things all the time so like how do you well if you don't have patience, then you don't commit to the long-term stuff. And I think you right. need to. So like, I think things like a blog or a pot or, a, you know, I guess a podcast or a YouTube channel, but specifically like a blog and a YouTube channel, they're actually bringing in traffic, like our traffic generators, like yeah. just the patience of that stuff growing, you know, we're starting to see, I guess the payoff of those two things in our business, but you've got to have patience for that. And I think a lot of people don't, but then you're right. I think as far as like the stuff, like, Hey, let's do this thing. I think not having patience. I know, especially for me, like if I get excited about something, I want to start working on it. And then that actually, that lack of patience turns into a form of procrastination from, you know, that pulls me away from the stuff like we need to do. Yeah. I think we both deal with that to an extent because we, we both get on like little, probably me more than you. I think though, it happens to me. So I get excitable. (laughs) (laughs) You do get excitable. Um, but that's okay. I mean, you know, for me, this is actually one of the things, you know, like say what you want about Gary V. There's actually a lot of stuff that I don't particularly like from him. We just talk about the stuff that we do like, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like some things. There are no, there definitely are. Like I, I think some of the like hustle and grind stuff is like a little bit played out and not necessarily like super accurate, but the patient stuff that he talks about, I think is probably the best thing that he talks about because like mm-hmm. he really does hammer home. Like when he, you see these videos of like 22 year old people that have like grown up with the internet and they've seen, you know, they see instant like overnight success stories on Instagram all the time. And so like right. him just saying like, dude, you're 21 years old. Like you've got forever, you know, or you're 31 years right. old. Like you have forever. You just have to be patient. Like that is true. Well, how much but, have we gotten that from like people that we know that are crushing it and, and yeah. we're like, you know, what's next? Like, what do we, how do we go? And they're like, your business has been, you know, laptop empires has been here for two years. Your other businesses are five or six years old. Like, it's like, you know, we've been doing this for 10 plus years. Like, that's why we're here. <laughs> like, you just yeah. need to just keep keep it going, you know. And, I remember, and, well, I remember last year you talked, I don't, I don't want to 
say who, but you talked to, to somebody that you follow and you did like a coaching session. And then it was like, you told him about the business and everything and what was going on. And it was like, he's just like, okay, so what do you, what do you want? Like you guys are doing fine. <laughs> like you, no, you know what I mean? yeah. He, yeah. I was like, I know, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I was mad. If you remember, like I got on yeah. the call and I was like pissed off. It wasn't, it actually wasn't a paid, it would have normally been like a paid call, but I had joined something or was a part of something. I got talked to him for free and like, and broke it down and wanted his advice. And he was just like, what advice can I give you? You're doing, you guys are doing the right things. Like you just need to wait. The one yeah. thing that he did, he, he told me that Biggie Snugs was stupid, oh. which is funny because this guy is like the, the Biggie Snugs shirt on right now. Yeah. But like this guy <laughs> is the king of like doing stupid shit on the internet. And he like, any <laughs> bear logo. He's like, this is ridiculous. Why are you spending time on that? And then like now, like that's been so successful. And so like, I, I one time like hit him up later and he's like, yeah, I, I, I screwed up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, it's so interesting because I think, yeah, the patience thing, it's like, it's a short-term thing and a long-term thing, like short-term for like goals that you're setting right now, you got to be patient, but it, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird balance. I think the patience and, and the procrastination goes into it. Actually, I think it goes into all of them and I'll talk about that in a minute, but like, I think yeah. with patience, it's funny you want to talk about procrastination. We like made our way to patience. Like it's okay. Cause that's probably the least sexy one. And it's like We're procrastinating. So, on procrastinating. It's good. so I think the thing with patience is you, it can prevent you. Like it can almost have the reverse effect. Like I can think of like, like a big thing for us is like working on our webinar. And I think at least from my perspective, like I'm very impatient to like make it work, but mm -hmm. the, that impatience is driving me to like go, okay, what's the perfect way to do this? Right. So instead of just doing it, right. you know? And, and so I think, you know, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, there's so much stuff about it that like, I know what to do. Um, you know, like Facebook, like I know how to run ads, like I, it's fine, but there's just those couple little things that I'm not sure about. So instead of just like going and figuring it out, like I've been like searching for help or reading things, you know, like studying, like trying to, you know, and this is like on air self-therapy. Like I'm sitting here <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, just like all weekend. I was like, just just do it. Just like do the damn thing, you know? Right. Um, but I think it comes, I think you deal with that in a couple of different ways. Cause there's the not having the patience to play the long game, like with a blog or a YouTube channel and, and not, and you're looking for that quick fix. And the reality is there's not a quick fix. Like, you know, those things that you're going to try and do, we've done them, you know, like they end up not working or they work, but they're so short lived that you're back in the same spot. And if you would have just started with the long-term thing, it would have been better. And then there's yeah. just the, the patience of like you, when you are getting momentum, but it's not like as fast as you want. And I think this is like the form of patience that I deal with the most is that I end up not unplugging well because things aren't growing the way I want. So I'm putting more into it and more does not necessarily speed up anything. Right. Like, and so having that patience to go, okay, I have to do A, B, and C and then wait, you know, like for me, it's like, okay, I did A, B, and C. Now I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z because I can't just chill out and sit on my couch and wait. Like right. I got to go do something else. And then that something else just adds stress and doesn't actually help, you know? So it's like, yeah. to me, like I'm always trying to, I was talking to, uh, to Ben the other day about the agency. And I told him like, I always go through these waves with the agency of like super 
like systemized and everything's going really good. And then I start to like, so it's going well. And then I start working on other things and it starts to get a little, you know, like I'm not paying as much attention to the systems. And so then it gets a little disorganized. And then I get to a point where I'm like stressed because I'm getting more and or, or I start doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. Right. And so right. then I'm doing more and it's less organized and I start to get stressed. And then I reach that critical point and I'm like, okay, I got to get this figured out. And so then I pull myself back and I get organized again, then I'm okay. And it's like this cycle. <laughs> and, uh, I have seen the cycle. Yeah. I've seen yeah. <laughs> the ups and downs. Yeah. Now I, you know, I think what helps for me, like what helps the most with the patience thing is um, like celebrating little wins whenever possible. Mm-hmm. Like it does not take a whole lot for me to like go buy a, a decent bottle of wine and like steaks for dinner and tell Coral we're celebrating something. And which you know, is like interesting of- because two years ago, that was not true. Like I remember, yeah. Because I remember that being something very early on where I made a comment about like celebrating little wins and you're like, I'm so bad at that. And like, you didn't used to do that. That's like a big thing for you in the last two years. Yeah. Well, it's changed. (laughs) Okay. This is going to sound super, super douchey, but it changes when you make a lot more money. Like it's easier to go do that kind of stuff. Like back when we first started, I was making good money, but I still had like a, uh, a scarcity mindset. Like I was still mm-hmm. cheap. I, you know, it's like my whole brand with Millennium Money Man was like that I had socks with holes in them and wore those every day, you know? So I was still, right. it was still that, but it, as I've made more money, I've realized like for me, the key to success and growth is like to celebrate the wins and to enjoy the money that I'm making rather than like feel bad about spending money. So I've had mm-hmm. to like go through that shift myself because I noticed that like, you know, as much as important as budgeting and saving and, and all of the things that I talk about at Millennial Money Man are, the reality is like most people don't get rich by like budgeting themselves to death. Like you have to go out and make more money. Right. And so I, the more I started seeing that and kind of looking at how these, how people became wealthy and what they do with their money, I was like, you know what, I, I need to like loosen it up just a little bit because doing things with the money, like going on nice vacations and that kind of stuff, like. I enjoy that. It's a quality of life Mm -hmm. enhancer for me. And so I want to do more of that. So I want to make more money and build the businesses and all that kind of stuff. So it's, that's kind of where all that all came from. I think that applies in like that personal finance journey too. Like for the people that are following only money man and are saving and budgeting and cutting expenses and that kind of stuff. Like a lot of, y'all are using these because i know some of them are listening to this right they're using these trackers they have all these cool diagrams and stuff and like they have goals and i think when you hit a goal like you know, use some of that money to celebrate that because, and that might seem counterintuitive, like the real hardcore ones are gonna be like, no, I got to put that in my investment account, or I need to put that, you know, in my savings account or pay off at whatever. But if you go, Hey, we just hit this big milestone. We just paid off our lowest loan. And now we're going to snowball that, like go have a nice dinner, you know, celebrate because that's going to help you have more motivation because there is something about that, like progress and motivation is tied to reward cycles, like, like psychologically, mm-hmm. that's how it works. So if you take that moment to celebrate a win or to reward yourself, like you are going to be more successful in that next stage. And the further, the longer you go with no reward to the work, the less motivated you become to that work, the more likely you are to, to go off track. So I definitely think that's like a, for the people yeah. that are doubting that, like it's more of a positive thing. Like it, it, it actually helps further the goal <laughs> yeah it's, i mean like it. it's helped me a lot like i feel like i'm winning all the time <laughs> but it's because i'm like <laughs> taking time to like to celebrate because that's the thing about business that like business is hard you know like there's mm-hmm. nothing easy about it unfortunately i mean i mean there are some things that are 
easy and fun, but it's not like one of my mentors, we always had this joke of like, you know, self-employed people just go on vacations all the time and don't do anything. And it must just be awesome, which is like the total opposite. <laughs> like going, right. even going on a vacation, especially in the first couple of years of your business can is be a stressful, stressful thing. So right. it's like, there's so many things that are, that are, you can stress out about it or just be like right. feeling like you're not doing good enough and all that. So I think that celebrating wins definitely helps. But yeah. Well, and on that note of like it not always being sunshine and roses and like celebrating wins and things like that. I think that kind of goes into maybe not anxiety, but just like mental struggles, <laughs> you know, whether that's yeah. depression or anxiety or whatever. And I think, um, you know, we deal with that a lot because you're in this world, you in the business world, like you constantly move the goalposts. Mm-hmm. You try, so you're like, man, if I could only get to 2000 or 10,000 a month, and then you get there and then that's not enough. You know, yeah. um, I like, it's amazing. I remember one of the first times, like I had worked my way up and I'd passed 20,000 a month. And then I had this, like, it was going for consistently for a while. And then I had this like bad run for a little while and I dropped to like 18 or something. And I was stressing out and it was like <laughs> the end of the world. And, and it's not, you know, I had to like basically look myself in the mirror and be like, why are you just because you set a new floor? Like that's not a realistic floor. My, my expenses didn't go up. I just had decided that, okay, I'm now that I've hit this point, I'm never going to go below it. And that's not, you know, and so you have things like that. And then you've got the things like not having the patience, like you can really put yourself into a bad mood if you're not having the patience. Um, you're trying to do too much. And and then with that doing too much, like it's so easy to just like feel like I have to keep doing more and keep doing more and keep doing more or the whole thing's going to crumble. Right. And put you in a bad place too. So, I mean, there's so many ways that like, because you're alone that you can put yourself like in a really, really bad position, you know? And I think we've talked about this before. Like, I think both of us were like in dark, dark places before we started LE, which was about two years ago, like on the dot now, you know, and, and I know at least for me, I think we've talked, I think we've talked about that before, but I know at least for me, like us working together was like this huge quality of life improvement for me because it was like, I had somebody to talk to and bounce ideas off of that, like understood all of it, whether it was like something with the business or it was something at home that was like really a function of the business, like putting you in a bad place, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that happened for me too. No, that totally happened for me. I mean, from what I've realized, like looking back on that, I was pretty depressed, I think, going into mm-hmm. 2017. But the thing about like being depressed. Or 2018. Is, or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't even know. What are we, 2019 right now? 20, we're about to be yeah. 2020. Okay. So yeah, like I was pretty depressed going into that. But the thing about depression, and at least that, and I don't, I'm not a like a mental health professional, but like, you don't notice it until after the fact, right. at least I don't where I, I right. look back on it. I'm like, man, I was kind of depressed. Like I had gained a bunch of weight and like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like heavier than I'd ever been. I was eating like crap. I was just like, I don't know, just in a fog, you know, or a funk or whatever. Um, and then when we started working together, I was like, Oh man, I like, this is way better. This is way different. And I, right. I, I do think that the social interaction part of, especially the online business space is really important because like, yeah. I thought that I didn't want, like when I worked, when I was a band director, I hated people. <laughs> like I was like, I don't really like, you know, I, because I am introverted. And so it was like always exhausting for me to be around all these people. I worked in like my office, I shared my office with my boss. Like I had no privacy ever in my job and I hated that. And then once I got to the point where I was working for myself, it was like, man, it's just me alone all the time. And Coral was still working 
you know so it's just being right. home alone is a, is a weird thing it's like everybody strives for that you know they're all like oh, i want to start my online business so that i can escape the working world and then right. you do and then you're like huh this has its own challenges and then you, it's you better elements but, of that yeah yeah it's weird so yeah i do think that you know talking to people a lot and and more like interaction and uh, with other entrepreneurs is huge well and that's if you go back to episode 114 we had that uh, call with Chris and we talked about like the value of masterminds. And I think one of the big things we talked about was like just having that group of people that you can bounce ideas off of and you can talk to and they can help you when you're struggling with something, whether it's like overcoming an obstacle in the business or you're just like down. I mean, we had a while back, you, you know, I remember one day and you were like, are you all right? Like, cause I was like really struggling and between you and you know, guys like Jeff Rose and Talent McNeely, you know, that I've become friends with through you, like those guys, mm -hmm. like the three of y'all, like really helped me get out of a funk I was dealing with, you know? Um, yeah. So, so it's good to have those kind of people that can relate and can like help you, you know, talk to you and that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, if you feel that guys, like it's, it's like, you just got to talk to somebody, you got to reach out, reach out to us, reach out to whoever, like <laughs> it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's not easy. Like there's definitely things that come with, this lifestyle that that make it harder and and you put we put so much pressure on ourselves like to do well especially if you've got like a family like and you're doing mm -hmm. something like this where there's no there's no steady paycheck you know like you're that it's up to you but the reality is like you can create an even better life an even cooler life you know if you just have the will oh, to do it totally yeah no totally you know one of the things that's helped me a lot with like I mean, I know that Kearns thinks it's social anxiety I don't really know how that like fits in with with business necessarily because like I have social anxiety. I don't, I, large group. Well, he goes to a lot more events and speaks in front of a lot more people yeah. than like we do, which is probably why sense. he's going to that. But some of the things that have helped me, like I had when I, I, I don't know, when we started laptop or just over the years, I've had a lot of people ask me to do speaking events. And I used to sit, I used to stand up and teach all day long. And I was, it's basically just public speaking all day. And I had, that is like totally not me. I got used to it as a teacher, but like, since I started my business, I was like, you know what? I don't enjoy that. So I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> like, I don't care if I'm going to make money. Like you can throw whatever number you want at me. I'm just not going to do it. And I right. kind of take what's helped a lot with like, I don't know, like mental health kind of stuff for me is just not doing things I don't want to do. And like, I've been Ooh. very stubborn about that. You know, it's like right. if, if there's a thing that I don't want to go do, I'll just tell it like if Coral wants to go do something and I know it's going to make me feel uncomfortable. I'll just, I'm like, sorry, I don't want to go. <laughs> like I just, I'm yeah. just not going to. You know, and, and just even business things, like if there's a business opportunity that I don't want to do, I just say no. And that's harder to do when you're first starting and you don't have as much money coming in. Once you're more established, you can be like choosy about what you do. Um, but I do think that's important because I think if you're just chasing the money part of it all the time, then you're doing stuff that you potentially don't like doing. Right. And then your business becomes the thing that you were trying to get away from in the first place where you're doing work you don't like right. doing. You know, yeah. so that's helped me a lot. Just saying no to well, stuff. And I've seen that a lot with like calls. Like when I first started my business, I would take a call with anybody about anything, whether it was yeah. me trying to learn from them or them, me trying to share information with them because I knew that conversations led to sales and I really mm -hmm. built my business that way. But then after money was coming in now, like I avoid calls like at, at as much as possible. Like I hate getting on calls um, with the exception of like us doing meetings or something, because even if I'm enjoying the call, it will stress me out by taking up time. Right. 
Yeah. You know, and like, that's like to then to me where I do have a lot of time constraints around my kids schedules and that kind of stuff. Like it's it to me, like, that's like one of the worst things. Like when I feel like, because if I'm not getting something I wanted to get done completed, whether I needed to or not, like that is in my mind and that's all I can think about, you know? And then that right. boils over, you know, if I get on a call and it allows me to not get something done and then my wife gets home and like the family's home. And then I'm just thinking about needing to get that done instead of being present with them. Like it's a lose lose because I'm either going to get it done and I'm not right. with them or I'm with them, but I'm not focused. Right. And like that, either one of those causes huge stress for me. So like, I'm, I got to a point where I'm just like, no, like I, I'm not doing a call. Um, you know, and so you definitely, you definitely, you can start to kind of learn those things about yourself and like move that out and do what you want. Like that's the whole point is to build a business around the life you want instead of making the business your life. And I think, right. and that's hard. <laughs> that's it hard it is hard. Yeah. I'm already Pretty turning into a stubborn, done. stubborn old man. Like when I'm like 60 or 70, I'm going to be intolerable. Like my wife, my wife's not going to want to even be around me. Cause like, I'm already pretty set in my ways and I'm getting more and yeah. more and more set in my ways. The business is going to start that. yelling at clouds before he turns 35. You know, funny story. There was a guy, <laughs> this was going to go into something I was going to talk about, but like I've, I've taken up golf recently because it's a, it's like, for me, it's been a huge like mental boost. You know, it's one of those things I would have never spent money on before, but now I'm like, okay, this is enjoyable. And I see why people do this because it does get you to not think about your business stuff at all. Like you just for three, four hours, really four hours, like you shut off all that stuff and you're trying to like hit the stupid ball into a little hole. There was this old man out there and we drove our, I was with my buddy and we drove our golf cart past him while he was putting. And we were like a hundred yards away. I guess this guy like missed the putt. And this is a super old guy. And like, he's just like started yelling at us from a distance. Cause I guess he heard our <laughs> golf cart. And he was like this old man yelling into the wind. It was hilarious. Um, but I was like, that's probably gonna be me someday. I'm gonna be just yelling at these stupid young guys at the golf course. Like it's gonna be you yeah. two years from now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's probably like already. I see kids like drive like kids are riding their bikes outside of my, my window all the time. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn you kids. You're being too loud. <laughs> you know. So biggest one, I think we kind of mm. saved for last instead yeah, of yeah. first was procrastination. And and I think mm. this is the hardest one. And I think, I think everybody deals with this and I, and it doesn't, I think, you know, it's tough because like, for me, we had this conversation the other day where you were like, I don't like too much structure and detail and I don't either, but I've found that if I don't have that rigidity, you know, if I don't have that structure, then it, it like, I don't do as well. Like, right. you know, and so I hate it, but you know, it, it works better for me, but I think like procrastination is a big one because that, that kind of feeling of, you know, whenever I, I start to get to that point where I'm like, no matter what I can't get, I'm not getting anything done. Like, I feel like I'm not getting anything done or you and I've had before. It's like, how is it four o'clock? Like we accomplished nothing today. It feels <laughs> like we accomplished nothing today. And yeah. it's just like a, that's just a function of like focusing on the wrong things you know, which is like mm -hmm. procrastination where it's like, you didn't, you, you know, that's one of my things that I struggle with, with to-do lists. Like I love lists, but I will, even if I'm like, these are the order of importance, like I will end up doing the easier tasks first and then not yeah. get to the one, you know, that I really need to get done. So I think prioritization is big, but like, the thing I always struggle with procrastination is like doing the, the important stuff first that eat the frog concept. Right. 
Like, yeah, that that's I've had to do that same thing where I have to like jump in, and I procrastinate all the time. Like I was trying to write a uh, like the fourth iteration of the blogging email sequence, like free blogging course email sequence. That you know, eventually it it sells Bluehost blogging. Like surprise, that's what happens at the end. I've been putting it off for so surprise. long. <laughs> yeah, surprise, I'm selling stuff. Um, I've been putting it off for so long, and it's like I can spit on emails so quickly, but for whatever reason, like. I kept telling myself, I was like, I got to nail this. And like, it's got to be perfect. That's and I don't why, know why. Yeah. That's why. And I, and I kept putting it off because I was like, it's got to, I've got to do this right. Like, Ooh, am I doing this perfectly? Am I doing this the right way? And then eventually it was just like, it'd been sitting, sitting on my laptop or, or my desktop or whatever for so long that I was just like, okay, I just got to push this stuff live and fix it later. You know? And, mm-hmm. and it's funny because that's how we started laptop empires. It was like, we just right. put the course out and like just did it and went from there. And the first like year and a half or really two years have been just like fixing things as we go. But like for some, some things I still get hung up on like trying to do it perfectly. Yeah. And I think you just have to be able to recognize like, okay, I'm being a little ridiculous about, I'm like being super extra about this and I need to just not right. <laughs> like just put it out there. Yeah. I think another thing with procrastination that for me is like figuring out what to do, like what, you know, because it's one of those things like you can't, it's hard to get started before you know, like what is, the priority and especially when you juggle all the things that we juggle you know like ideally in, at least for me like ideally i would have either the agency or laptop empires not both right yeah. like that's just you know like that would make make things so much easier but you know that's just not how my business grew and you know I'm, i've given people that advice before like it's a lot easier when they're starting out where it's like oh, okay well you know i'm i'm i started a blog and i started this freelancing business and like i'm trying to do both well it's like well you know to me it's like <laughs> i go two ways on this right like it's it's uh you know on the one hand it's like well just do nothing but the one thing with your blog which is like produce the content and then use the freelancing to make money right? To get what you need, but only enough to make the money you need. And then the minute your blog takes that, if you're wanting to be a blogger, ditch the other thing, you know, or if it's like people are doing both, it's like you choose you, you know, it's like, just choose one, you know, it's a situation like how ours came about. It was like, I had this established business and then I had a business that blew up and that I really wanted to do. Ellie was like what I always wanted to do eventually anyway. I'm never going to shut down the agency because we're teaching people how to do that. I'm not going to be well, that guy that doesn't practice what he's teaching. And that was, but we have a unique business in that. What makes our business great, Laptop Empires, in my opinion, is that we're both practicing the things that we do. Like I, am right. a, I have a, a website, I build audiences, I run Facebook ads to those audiences. Like I have a blog, I'm doing search Instead traffic. Instead of being a seven-figure coach that teaches coaches how to be seven-figure coaches. Yeah, like that's the, that, I think that's what makes our particular business difficult because we have to be experts in the things that we're doing and then like we have to be up to date on the things that we're doing so we can teach our students how to do them. But it's also a struggle because it's, it's hard to juggle multiple businesses. I mean, it's just, right. It's just hard. One of the things, you know, with procrastination too, that's helped me. And this is all people that are like just total solopreneurs. This might not apply very much, but if you have like a team or a couple of people or a VA or whatever, I realized that when you have a team of people, they, and, and everybody that's on my team, I love you, but like they start to demand that you work the way that they want to work. Right. Like they, so it's like, they're always asking you for things as the business owner, cause they need things from you to like do their jobs, but they want you to work in a way that's more comfortable for them. So like perfect example of this is like Mel, 
she does not like doing loom videos. She wants to jump on calls, right? And that's just the way that is more comfortable for her. And so we had this like back and forth struggle for a long time where I was like jumping on calls with her, even though I didn't want to. And then one day I just had to tell her like, no more calls. <laughs> We're not doing more calls. Right. Cause it was, I was putting off the calls. I didn't want to jump on them. I was procrastinating the calls cause it wasn't the way that I wanted to work, you know, and it wasn't something that she was doing on purpose. It was just, I was allowing people to take my time in a way that I didn't want it to be taken. And so then I was putting off tasks that I needed to do. So I kind of flipped it around to where it was like, the new rules are like, I'm going to send loom videos and we're going to like, just do it that way. We're rarely, if ever going to jump on calls, never almost, unless we just have to. And that's actually yeah. helped me a lot. Like I tackle a lot yeah. more things quickly now, you know, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, as the business owner, you know, you have to direct the people that are working underneath you to do things, but you also have to like tell them how it's going to be done in a way that fits your lifestyle. I don't know if that, mm -hmm. any of that really makes sense, but that's like, no, that's been does. super helpful for me to like, I, I deal with demanding. It. I deal with it a lot more with my clients than the yeah. team, but like, you know, I have this thing where it's like, when you're sending me a message, you need to think about what is going to be the least time consuming way for me to understand what you need help with and help you. And right. so if you need to show me some, like if you're going to send me an email that doesn't make any sense, but showing me with a short loom video is going to help make that faster than, then you do that. Right. Like <laughs> send right. me, Hey, I'm, this is, you know, I'm running into this technical error. You know, can you, that's a loom video. Right. But then, you know, I have clients that's like sending me now. Okay. Now every message is a loom video and it's like, okay, if you're sending me a four minute loom video for something that you could have typed up and I could have read in 30 seconds, all you're going to do is uh, like bother me, <laughs> you know? And, and the reason that's a problem because, you know, I think there's probably some people listening to this and they're like, why are you treating your clients? Like they're annoying. Like you should be grateful. I am very grateful for my clients. and I love my clients, but I have enough of, I have so many of them and I want to help them. And so when people aren't efficient, it makes it harder for me to help them, you know? And so like, if you're sending me, if you send me three loom videos, right. Or then when I'm in the middle of my day, if I just saw an email, I would maybe respond to it and take care of it. If I see the loom video, it's going to wait till the end of the day. You just added 24 hours to your turnaround time right? because you made it difficult, you know, and it's this kind of the same thing. Like if you're sending me five emails over the weekend, when you know that I'm not available on the weekend, I'm not going to be as eager to turn around and like, help you out on Monday, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, because yeah. you disrupted my family time, you know? So it's one of those, and maybe that, you know, that's, I deal with that because I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go respond anyway, right. because I'm going to yeah. take care of my clients. But like, you know, that's mentally what's happening is like, you're, you're like, you're hurting yourself. And, and so I think like, whether you have clients, you have a team, it is, it's really important that like you work about around like, how's the, what's the most effective way for you to work with those people, you know? And I, yeah. I found for me, like Loom videos and emails are a lot more effective than calls and messenger, you know? And even mm -hmm. if it's like, Hey, we need to have a call. We need to have a discussion about something. Well, it's like, well, before we do that, before we block out 30, 45 minutes to have a discussion about something, is it something that we can have back and forth in messenger? on our right. own time and not block out time and then get it done. And usually that's the case. And it's usually faster, you know, so it's yep. like, okay, cool. Do you want to schedule 45 minutes to talk next week? Or do you want to take five minutes out of your day to go back and forth on messenger 
and and get it done now you know yeah. and i think i think that's that kind of stuff like you have to you have to set that though right and it's all yeah. about figuring out like what's the way that you're going to be most productive and i had to make those those were all really uncomfortable changes like switching from messenger to email and switching away from calls and stuff in the agency business those were all really uncomfortable decisions to make and things to put in place with my clients and some of them didn't take well to them i had to like keep reinforcing it but if you're coming from the place of like I was of like, this is going to help me serve you better. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of it taking me three days to get something done because you and every single one of my other clients is demanding calls and, and taking my time instead of letting me work. Now we're going to be able to get things done in 24 hours instead of 72. Like yeah. that, that's what it is. And at the end of the day, that's what they want. Right. Right. And, and same, same with your, your team, like they want the help you know, there might be other things they want FaceTime or whatever. Like you got to figure out like what your team needs, uh, you know, and give them that too. But it's your business. Like you got to figure <laughs> out how to be productive in your business and enjoy your business. Anything that's like dragging you down is, is a good sign that like you need to change that because you're, you have the power to change it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's one, of, it's just one of those weird, it's like kind of an unrelated, not unrelated. It's like, it's just a different form of procrastination where it's like, oh, I don't want to jump on calls and I don't want to do this kind of stuff. Like you just avoid those things that you don't like doing. So you just eliminate it from your business and work the way that you want to. And I, like, that's to me, like getting closer to that, like creating the, I don't know, the perfect business for me has helped mm -hmm. me be more efficient and like tackle more tasks and do more things throughout the day because I'm like doing it the way I want to and not, you know, the way other people want to. I don't know, just kind of a weird thing. Well, yeah. and we've had like, you and I have figured out that when we meet, and it's like, hey, let's have coffee and figure out what we're going to do. Or let's talk about what we're going to do for the day. We're more likely to be productive because right. it's like, I'm telling the other person, this is what I'm getting done today. You know, you know, you know what's helping. And me then when we lot. don't do that, you know, yeah. we struggle. Sorry, I went non sequitur. I just yeah, jumped totally in with a thought. It. That's how my brain unfortunately works. But like one of the things that's been super helpful with procrastinating for me, it's I kind of like procrastinate better. <laughs> well, kind of in a way. Uh, <laughs> I've been like, basically working like I've been like, like kind of like tiptoeing into Mondays because like Monday, uh, you know, I look at my Slack and I'm like, Oh my God, I've got a hundred thousand things to do. And so what I've been doing instead is like, I'll just wake up on Monday. Today's a little bit different because we're recording, but like wake up, chill. I'll do a little brain dump in my journal thing of all the things that are going on. But I, I don't really start working a lot on Mondays. Like I just kind of like plan a little bit for the week. I actually, Coral and I have been going to lunch on Mondays and like trying to like ease into the week instead of doing like a hardcore Monday sprint, you know, and that I feel like that's helped me just kind of like get more stuff done throughout the week instead of being stressed out about all the things that I've got going on. So that's right. kind of another thing. Because so experimenting like, with a four and a half day work week pretty much. There you go. Well, it's because like everybody dumps everything on you on Monday. Yeah, it's, it's the first lot. day you're available, and it's yeah that can be that can be super stressful. Uh, you know, it was interesting going back to the original thing. Like, it was interesting seeing Frank Kern talk about that stuff because, like, that's somebody that's very very successful, and they're still de dealing with the same things that everybody deals with when they haven't made their first dollar yet. Like, it's it's right. all the same. You know, it never changes in business. But I think you just have to like accept that, and then find what we've basically been talking about this whole time is like creating the business the way you want to where you're going to actually get stuff right. done and make more money. Like, you know, that's kind of, that, that takes experimenting. Like, yeah. I think that's a big key is that like, you have to figure out, you have to try different things and see what works for you. And it's constant. Right. And that changes over time. I think that's one of the things, and I know you've noticed this, but like for me with the kids, like over the last two years, every few months I have to like reinvent my way of doing things because the kids change 
and their change in behavior forces me to create a new routine. You know, I don't have the the luxury of the non-parent just being able to choose their routine and not having any demands on on their time mm-hmm. from children. Like it's, you know, like <laughs> you have kids, like if they want, if something happens, like you got to go do it, you know? <laughs> it's like yesterday, it was like really just, I just sat down, was relaxing and feeling good. And Mason decided he was going to try and go use the potty and instead he peed on our, our, uh, not our living room, our master bedroom floor. He just like took his diaper off and peed on the floor. <laughs> he didn't quite make it to the bathroom. So it's like, you know, like stuff like that happens. I'm like, oh man, I was just getting comfortable. Like, nope, gotta go get the cleaner and scrub the floor. So, <laughs> oh man, that's but, good. Yeah. But my, is when he's young, when he's older. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. But you know, I, I bring it up just because like, it's going to change. You're going to have to experiment. You're going to have to try new things. Like you're going to go through waves. Like you're going to have real high, good momentum times, whether you're Mm -hmm. like really happy, if you're really feeling good or really productive. And then you're going to go into these valleys of like, I don't want to do anything. I'm not feeling great or, uh, or I'm not getting as much done as I want to. And then you got to figure out how to get back out of those. And I think for me, the biggest thing is like the first step is just like recognizing that situation, whether it's not getting enough done or it's like not being in a good place. And then it's figuring out how to get out of it. And I think for me, the way to get out of it always with either of those things is developing a plan and taking action. Like action helps a lot of things. Like if you're in a bad mood and you start completing tasks, like all the chemicals in your brain start to make you feel better. Right. And if you're procrastinating and you're not getting stuff done, like just picking something and getting it done will help you get that momentum, you know, and like de- developing a plan. And so you, you just got to kind of sometimes figure out, or it might be unplugging, right? Like if I'm, you know, a lot of times, like if, if I'm dealing with like a ton of stress about whatever, it's like, okay, this is a signal that I need to unwind. And in that time of unwinding, the way like I work at least, like my brain starts going like a thousand miles a minute and I get ideas or I like come up with a solution usually while I'm sitting, not doing anything related to business. And then it's like, aha, and then I'm ready to go. So like you need to kind of take that time off or take that time to plan or do something, just pick a thing and do that. Like those are kind of three ways that have helped me kind of get out of the funk, whether it's a stress or it's a sadness or it's a procrastination, whatever it may be. So there's a little, little quick tip for the end. I like it. All right, cool. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the show. Please subscribe. See you next time. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.